It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. Simon in English, the accent is French. And uh, this is um, important to say, I don't ghost on anybody, I don't like to be ghosted on, and therefore I'm not going to ghost on you. But we're coming to the very end of my radio career. Uh, in all transparency, about five, six months ago, uh, I, uh, I've been doing it for almost 15 years, and I... I started to uh, invest my time more and more with other things, and uh, I decided to take a, a leap of faith in life and to uh, stop hosting the show as of November 1st. So I, you know, it's emotional for me, but at the same time, c'est la vie. And I want to say something very important. First of all, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much for being with me every night for the last 15 years. Uh, and two, uh, enjoy life in your own way. And nothing is forever. So enjoy now, Carpe Diem. And you know what's coming next? You call. Next. Bonjour, Amelia. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Amelia. What's going on? Um, so basically, I've been dating my boyfriend for a couple months, and I think it's been going really well. I've met all of his friends, but um, my parents live nearby, and I've been wanting him to meet them. And he just keeps making weird excuses as to why he can't meet them this weekend or that weekend. And I'm starting to wonder what's going on. Well, uh, how long have you been dating? Um, for about three months. Okay. And what, how does that make you feel when um, you feel like he's not really into meeting your parents? I mean, it, it just makes me wonder if he's actually wanting to be in a committed relationship or if maybe he's he thinks this is something more casual well there's a way to know that have you had a talk the dtr um no we haven't really talked about it i've i've just kind of been wondering what i should do because i don't want to come off as too pushy but i i want to know what's going on so yeah i mean three months is not a long time i would not rush into parent holes right now what I would do at the right time is define if you're exclusive or not okay. because unless you're exclusive you don't meet the parents it's not really I mean and meeting the parents is not something so important really what matters is the exclusivity for me the step the first step is are we exclusive until you have that you're just dating casually and so you don't want to put too much pressure you just to enjoy if you met a lot of his friends that's a great sign that means he's proud of you he's transparent Maybe he's, you know, how old is he? Um, 26. Yeah, so it's pretty young, all that. So, you know, who wants to meet parents at 26? A lot of people are not in a rush. So, um, you know, they want to be with their partners more than their family's partners. So mm -hmm. my take is not to worry, Amelia. First have the exclusive talk. And after you guys are exclusive, then I guess organically and naturally you will meet your parents, but not before that. So I would wait another two, three months and then have the talk. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, all right, Amelia. Best of luck to you, and thank you for calling. Have a good night. Thank you. You know, we got to talk about the timing of meeting friends, family, and then the talk, the exclusivity. That's important. Next. You know, it's interesting. My last caller, Amelia, met this boy three months ago. Uh, they start hanging out, going out, uh, meeting each other's friends, but she feels that uh, this new boyfriend is not too keen on meeting her parents and then she wondered what it means. She got worried. I told her, truth is, 
in your 20s or even your 30s, after three months, what's the rush of meeting the parents? I want to meet your friends. I want to meet the people you have the lifestyle with. Uh, and mostly, until you had the DTR, the find the relationship talk, the exclusive talk, honestly, you should not be pushing for meeting the parents because it's too soon. You've got to get to know each other. And I know there's some people more in a rush and people do it differently. I respect that. But you've got to respect the timing. So how to approach that famous question, DTR? What are the signs it's time to talk about exclusivity? I'll tell you that next. So say you're in a relationship, things are going good, like Amelia, my last caller, and her boyfriend, and you know you are romantic, you are spending time together, getting to know each other, going out, hanging out, ooh la la and all. And then the urge of having the talk arises. And then you say, what are the signs? Here are the signs. If you start talking about the future together, vacation plans, uh, holidays, stuff like that. If you feel very comfortable in the morning, which means after the ooh-la-la, both of you want to stay and hang out and not want to go home separately. If you love spending time together, well, those are the signs where you should say, maybe it's time to talk about it. And I always say this, for most men, the best time to talk about it is after a good meal because most men are very grumpy when they're hungry just from my experience. So remember that and then have the talk. You call the next. Bonjour, Cassie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Cassie. What's going on? Well, I moved back home with my parents at the beginning of the pandemic and it's been really hard dating, especially mm -hmm. ooh la la, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any advice on how I can do this? I mean, I'm an adult, so how do I do this living with my parents, the whole dating thing and, you know. So, um, how old are you? I'm 33. Okay. And, and last year, have you brought man back to your house or have you been going out with some man into the house? Where have you had ooh-la-la? Well, a little bit at their house, but like it's weird because like I also want to come back to my house where I feel safe sometimes. So it's, we try, and then sometimes my mom is awake, and it's just like a weird thing when you're a grown adult. For sure. Uh, it's the same feeling that those uh, late teenagers at 17, 18, 19, and all of that feel. Uh, where, <laughs> yeah. where, where did you hide when you were 18 from your parents to have ooh-la-la -la or 19? Oh, my goodness. Um, mm -hmm. Probably the car or sneak them in through a window. But I'm an adult. Should I be sneaking a man in through a window? Well, when you leave at your parents, right, it, it brings you back to the rules of the parents. So you've got to sneak in whenever you can sneak in and sneak one, <laughs> right? You've got to be humoristic about it. It's, it's, it's what it is. And that's why I said, you know, in the cars in the basement, uh, outside in the mountains or in the country or in the fields, um, make it the destination. If you want to go home, the sneaking way is the right way and uh, tell him to stay quiet. And do you think a guy will think that's weird, sneaking him in? I mean, all those other places sound really great, too. But if I sneak him in through a window, do you think that he's going to think it's weird if we're, like, in our 30s doing this? Um, it all depends how much he likes you. When I was in my 30s, if I really liked a woman, I would have gone through the roof, the chimney, the fireplace, or anything to have uh, ooh-la-la with her. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to give that a try then. Thank you, you so much. You definitely should. Yes, Cassie. Life is too short to not have good ulala. That's so true. Thank you so much, Simon. You're welcome. Thank you for calling and have a good night. Coming up, I'm going to go to Penny's Instagram DM about the fact that I'm leaving the show and with one interesting question about it. So we'll get to that next. So you may know I'm actually leaving uh, the show um, to change my life completely uh, as of November 1st. And uh, I received an Instagram DM about it because I announced it a few weeks ago. Penny goes, bonjour, Simon. I heard you say that the rendezvous is ending, which is so sad. But I want to know what's the biggest lesson you've learned about love from doing the show? That's a good question. What's the biggest lesson about love I've learned about doing the show? I'll tell you that next. So, well, you know, as I'm leaving the rendezvous as November 1st, and again, thank you very much for being with me all these years, really from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Penny goes, what's the biggest lesson I've learned about love doing the show for so many years? I would say I've learned mostly about how women feel and what they need, listening from the wonderful women who called me. And, and I would say, if you're a man listening to this, take a good listen to what I'm going to say, because this is what I've learned. Number one question to ask when you're dating somebody, how does that make you feel? Don't ever forget that. I didn't know that either. Uh, and between my wonderful listeners and my producer, Jill, I've learned, how does that make you feel? How are you feeling? Two main questions, especially towards women. Uh, men too, maybe a little less. And then finally, I think every woman in the world wants to feel heard, seen, loved, even adored, and uh, present, right? So that's what I've learned. For men, it hasn't changed. I'm a man. Most men want one thing to start with. I'm not going to even say it. You know the word. <laughs> you call the next. Bonjour, Tracy. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tracy. Um, what's going on? How can I help you? So I'm engaged. My fiance's name is Rob, and um, we've agreed to sign a prenup, which I'm totally okay with. But there mm -hmm. is a clause in the prenup that I'm not sure how I feel about. I've never heard of it before, but he said it's kind of standard in his family's prenup. And it says that we are to have a certain amount of uh, ooh-la-la. -la. Um, ooh. Three times a week for um, during our marriage, and if not, then that's um, you know grounds for, I guess, legal action. I'm not sure, but I was wondering if that's something you think I should agree to, or if you've ever heard of that before. Well, before I answer, how does that make you feel? Um, I mean, I don't disagree with the clause itself. I just think it's weird that it's a legal contract because it seems like that's something more just between he and I. I also think like it can change at different points in your life if you're kind of more into it or more not. So I'm not sure how I, I'm fine with the prenup. I'm not sure how I feel about that clause specifically. Yeah. I, listen, you got to remove the clothes. The clothes will make you, you know, uh, not a human being in that sense, but like an obligation. It's it's it's. it's this is a silly clause. You cannot sign a prenup with a clause about ooh-la-la uh, because that brings bad vibes of obligations uh, and threat of legal action. And ooh-la-la is about love, desire, wild, savage, tender, sweet, passionate, intimacy, and number one and number one before anything else, your choice. Yes. 
So that's that, I definitely agree with all of that. <laughs> okay, good. So no, don't sign a prenup with any ulala clause. Period. And number two, don't ever sign a prenup without showing it to a lawyer. Ever, ever. Oh yeah, my own lawyer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So you know, I I I shouldn't say it, but only a little insecure man would put in a prenup or an insecure lawyer maybe that you should have ulala <laughs> three times a week because that's you know. Some weeks it's five, some weeks it's one, some weeks it's two, some weeks it's three. Who knows? You want to yeah. do it when you want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's kind of how I felt, but it feels good to hear you say that too. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for calling, Tracy. Good luck to you. Thank you, Simon. You got it. Coming up, I'm going to go to Marie's voicemail about a situation she has with her boyfriend next. So, Mary left me a voicemail. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. This is Marie. Um, I have a quick question for you, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So, um, I'm a single mom. I have a two-year-old, and um, I've been dating a guy for about six months now. And um, he always says that, you know, he loves kids. It's fun that I have a child. Um, you know, that he's great with kids. But every single time I've made arrangements, for him to meet my son, he just kind of makes an excuse and blows me off and doesn't reach out to reschedule or anything. So I just want to know, if, you know, do you think that perhaps this is a symptom of a person who's not ready to take that next step in commitment or perhaps he's not been honest about me not having an issue with me having children. He just, you know, wants a casual girlfriend. Um, you know, it'd be great to hear your perspective on this. Uh, yeah, Mary, um, what does it mean if uh, a guy you're dating is kind of avoiding meeting you kids? We'll talk about that next. So, this is an interesting question from Mary. Uh, she, she's dating a guy and she feels like he's avoiding meeting her kids. And she's wondering, maybe you just want a casual girlfriend, you know, not getting involved in her life. So, if you're a single mom and you're listening to me, please pay attention to what I'm about to say about this. Uh, obviously, you know, your kids are the best part of your life. And this is the most important of your life. This is the forever part of your life. And I believe if you want to be in a committed relationship with a man, that he should be looking forward to meet your kids. If you feel he's avoiding that, that's his right. But it's also your right to ask yourself, why would I keep dating somebody who doesn't want something long-term with me and obviously doesn't want to be involved with the most precious, beautiful part of my life, which, you know, are your kids, and that is forever. So the answer is in, in your head, you decide. Uh, everybody has the right to meet or not meet your kids, but then you gotta decide what's good for you and your kids. But first of all, what's good for you as a single mom? And uh, don't avoid the red flags, this is one. Calls are next. If you want to share a romantic story, a feel good story, something that happened to you that touched your heart or your soul, or made you smile, uh, please call me now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Lynette. Ah, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lynette. So you experienced a romantic moment. Tell me what happened. I did. Um, so uh, on New Year's Eve, my boyfriend Jake and I, we were making a big, super fancy dinner, and he said that we should get all dressed up and act, you know, as if we were having a party, you know, with everything shut down it was a way for us to kind of act somewhat normal yep. um 
But he wasn't being helpful at all when we were cooking dinner. He kept going into the bedroom, and I don't know what he was doing. And I've got, like, four different things going on the stovetop that I need help with. And then he just plops down his computer in front of me and says, you need to watch this, which I have no time for because I have all the stuff I'm trying to cook. And then he turns on this video, and I hear my friends Dave and Tara on screen, and they're talking to me about how wonderful Jake is, which is weird. And then my sister comes on, and she's singing that song, um, uh, When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And then my mom comes, yeah, you know that song, right? And then um, my mom comes on, and she's crying, and I'm like, Jake, what is going on? And I look at him, and he's, he looks like he's about to throw up. And then he just drops <laughs> to the ground, and I run over to him because I'm like, oh, my God, did he pass out? And he looks up at me, and I see that he has a ring in his hand. Uh, so uh, I start screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm just like, yes, yes. And he like, hasn't even asked me the question yet. Um uh-huh. So, yeah, so now we're engaged. <laughs> and wait a minute. So how did that make you feel at the second you saw the ring coming out of his hands? What? Just tell me how you felt. I was just so, I was so excited. I just couldn't help myself. I, I, couldn't, I didn't even know what was happening in my body. I just started screaming, like, <laughs> with joy, obviously. My neighbors probably thought I was getting murdered, but I couldn't help it. Oh I was God. so excited. Um, I understand. But yeah, it was it was an amazing moment. I can tell. I just you know, wow. It's, I love those stories, you know, because we live in a crazy world, you know, and it's just out of control. So many things, and then you hear a story like this, and it's just it's it feels really good. So thank you so much for sharing, and, and have a good night. Congrats. Bye, Simon. Bye, Lynette. Hey, is it okay to date your friend's ex? We'll talk about that next. Is it okay to date your friend's ex? You know, you meet somebody at a party or whatever, and you know your friend and that person have been dating before. They're not together, obviously, anymore. Is it okay to date them? Interestingly enough, 37% of you voted yes, it is. You can date your friend's ex. 63% of you voted no. And me, I'm always on the side of love, true love, and daring. And I say, yes, it is okay. No one owns anyone. When we're not together after that, I found it a little childish and archaical to say, you know, I have rights on that person forever towards my friend. Truth is, life is short. Enjoy it. Once you're not with the person, everybody is free. You have a good night. Merci beaucoup et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.